This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today on CityCast Madison... The rent is too damn high. Apartment List says Madison rents are rising faster than 100 major cities in the U.S. And prices of groceries and daycare aren't going down anytime soon. So what do you do if you or someone you know is facing eviction? Attorney Carousel Baird says, lawyer up. The city of Madison is providing tenants with free lawyers so that fewer people have to go through the painful, messy, and expensive process of eviction. And it's working. It's Monday, April 3rd. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hi, Carousel. Hi, Bianca. How are you doing today? Good. It's a lovely reunion. It's so great to see you. Welcome back to the lovely state of Wisconsin. Thank you kindly. So we're here to talk to you about evictions. For someone facing eviction, how big of a difference does it make to have a lawyer? You know, it's shocking how big the difference is. People knew this already, but We sort of thought, okay, the city and the county have put um, some of the funds that they got during COVID towards hiring attorneys to represent individuals facing eviction. We thought, you know, maybe this will help a little bit. It's just good to have an advocate there. I will tell you that I personally, since this program launched in the fall of 2021, I personally have represented more than 200 households facing eviction. I've had more than 200 cases. And I have had, I was trying to count, I think I've had four evictions, maybe five. Wow. Those numbers are astonishing. We thought maybe it would help cut back evictions maybe 10% of the time, 20% of the time. More than 650 households have had representation and 612 of those households have not been evicted. And that's not something before this was happening. Basically, folks facing evictions, bringing a lawyer um, into the process to help them out. That wasn't something that was commonly done. That's correct, Bianca. I mean, so I'm a tenant rights attorney. This is what I do on a daily basis. And as a tenant rights attorney, I didn't do very many evictions. And, you know, here's why. Just think about it for a second. When someone's facing an eviction, first of all, they likely don't have access to money. And even though I work at a low-income law firm called Community Justice, it's a nonprofit law firm, we're not free. But even if you take the money out of the equation, people don't regularly know an attorney off the top of their head. You face eviction and the process goes very quickly. You have no idea where resources are, how to access them. You're incredibly overwhelmed. You're about to maybe be homeless. Your family is maybe about to be homeless. There's a million panic things. Now is not the time to reach out to your friends and, hey, does anybody know an attorney and do an intake? Like, it's just not something that's done. Again, I was a tenant rights attorney and I didn't do very many eviction cases. So it's sort of shocking the difference that it made. Let me tell you the percentages. Less than 1% of tenants facing eviction had attorneys. 
And now under this program, it's around 24%. So even though those numbers are huge and over 650 households have now had attorneys, that still only represents 24%, a huge victory, but an acknowledgement that the success that we've had needs to just keep going. Yeah. I can certainly relate to the idea of like when something goes wrong and you don't know what's next. Uh, my next step is probably not to immediately jump into something I've never done before, <laughs> like reach out to a lawyer. Can you walk us through that process? If someone has an eviction notice, what do they do? So the city and the county have funded uh, the eviction defense and diversion program. The Tenant Resource Center is sort of the home of uh that work. And the Tenant Resource Center reaches out to individuals, let them know there's resources available to them. They have so many resources available. Help finding assistance with housing, assistance with your landlord, assistance with payments, assistance with other things. And part of what they do is if you're in eviction court and you would like to work with a free attorney, then they can refer you out to the group of attorneys that are working with them. And Community Justice, that's my law firm, we're one of the law firms that are working with the Tenant Resource Center. So if you are facing an eviction, the Tenant Resource Center is going to know of that. They are paying attention to the court calendar and they sometimes reach out to you before you even know there's an eviction happening to let you know there are resources available for you. And part of the resources available include working with an attorney. This is a, a serious need. I mean, this is something, the proactive nature of what you just shared, that it's people that the Tenant Resource Center is reaching out to folks before they even maybe face eviction. What's so interesting is housing law in Wisconsin, it's just like contract law. It's the same as if you hired someone to mow your lawn and they didn't show up. I had a birthday party recently and I had a caterer make some delicious cookies for me. If that caterer didn't make delicious cookies, the claim against them is the same as your claim between a landlord and a tenant. It's just straight up contract law. That's ridiculous. It's very bizarre and horrifying. Yes. And this is why so many people have been leading the advocacy and leading the way saying housing is different. And these individuals are facing a crisis where they are about to lose a basic human need, a basic human right. And attorneys need to be involved to level the playing field. And so the first step, like how people find you is they should contact the Tenant Resource Center. That's what it sounds like. Yes. If there's an eviction being filed against them, they can reach out to the Tenant Resource Center. And getting a lawyer, and that's free. Yes, it is free um, to the individuals uh, facing eviction. So can you talk about like how, how you help them, what your role is once you, you know, get connected with someone facing an eviction notice? Or eviction? Absolutely. And I mean, I want to start out by saying that those numbers look amazing, right? I've represented more than 200 people and only four have been evicted. So I would like us all to think for a second that I'm like this brilliant legal genius, except I'm not a brilliant legal genius. I am simply just applying the law and advocating for tenants to make sure that everything is done properly. They have access to resources. The rules are followed because landlords were cutting corners. There was no one being a check on them. So the things that we do, I usually I talk with my client. We talk about, hey, were you served a five day notice? What was the timing? How was it served? How did you get it? A lot of procedural things that they seem sort of 
minute details, but they're actually really important. Because if you're about to face an eviction in Wisconsin, there's a whole process of things that have to happen before the eviction is filed against you. And if the tenant doesn't know that they are behind in rent, doesn't know that you think they're in violation of the lease because their dog is barking too loud, um, you don't only have to notify them a certain way. You have to notify them a certain amount of time in advance. You have to notify them with the right to cure, usually, which means they may have made a mistake, but they have the right to say, okay, I fixed it. I will never make this mistake again. So there's all of these things that they seem technical, but they're actually incredibly important because we're talking about people's housing. And can we get to kind of like the steps in the process? It's like someone gets an eviction notice and then are you you're stepping in to probably at multiple times, but hopefully keeping people from having to go to court. So sometimes we can resolve cases um, before they go to court. That does happen. But usually there's a Tuesday court that is in Dane County. It's different in other counties, but in Dane County, eviction sort of return dates are on Tuesdays. And that is via Zoom or phone. That is not in person anymore. It was in person pre-pandemic. Of course, there's pros and cons. You have to have access to a phone or access to a computer or something like that. Overall, we found that people are more able to access court when it's via Zoom and via phone. Part of what I do is really just solving problems, you know, work out the resolutions. And very often we come up with an agreement right then and there of, okay, they are going to get you the documentation regarding the dog they have in their apartment. Why didn't you ask about this before? Or we will get them funding and here's the funding and here's when it's going to get paid and this is what the obligations will be. So it's really having conversations. But there was such a power dynamic when there wasn't an attorney in the room of the tenant really desperate to make this work. The tenants were agreeing to things, and we still see it. Tenants are agreeing to things that when an attorney gets involved, you'd say, no, we're not agreeing to that. That's unreasonable. That's what the initial process is like. And usually a, a large majority of my cases do get resolved in the Tuesday court. If it doesn't get resolved in the Tuesday court, then it does get sent before a judge. Again, this is Dane County process. It does get sent before a judge, and those are every other Friday. And those are eviction hearings with evidence and testimony and witnesses. It could be very quick. It could be 10 minutes. could be half an hour or even longer. You mentioned a couple, but... Is it always like about a failure to pay rent that someone's given an eviction notice or, or what are some of the reasons for why someone might be um, handed an eviction notice? I mean, failure to pay rent is absolutely part of it. And I want to break that down of I had a case just this morning that was about three hundred and eighty dollars of parking charges. So sometimes it's not even about rent. It's about other things and financial obligations that you legally owe through the lease. There are also other any other thing that could be a lease violation. I have had, I mentioned dogs, I have pet issues come up on a regular basis, noise violations come up on a regular basis. There's also been you no know, criminal charges 
sometimes when the police are involved, there is a, a different statute in Wisconsin that if there is criminal activity, depending on the terms of your lease, that could trigger sort of that has its own rules of what kind of service has to be provided that I was talking about before. What kind of service, what kind of procedure, what kind of notice, all of that. So those are the most frequent that I see. So it's either financial or another violation of the term of the lease. I didn't even think about it before, but I just assumed, like, you have a right to a lawyer. That's not a right that you have under civil charges. And again, that's why there's been such great leadership. You know, I want to give a huge shout out to the uh, Legal Action of Wisconsin, another um, one of the lawyer teams that are part of this work. But Legal Action of Wisconsin has been leading on this for years of advocating for attorneys to get involved, trying to differentiate eviction from other civil actions because housing is a basic human need. Unfortunately, in Wisconsin, the law does not recognize housing as any other, anything different from any other civil case. Right. And but there are some states that have passed laws that have changed that. Wisconsin, just not one of them. Wisconsin is not one of them. Dane County has been a leader because of this program that we're talking about that has launched in the fall of 2021. And the numbers are astonishing. And there are leaders here in Wisconsin that are paying attention to what's happening here, that are trying to share it across the state and beyond. Like you said, the Eviction Defense Fund is really changing the game, and it's hard to ignore those numbers. Can you talk about what impact does being evicted or having an eviction notice on your record have on someone? Bianca, I'm so glad you differentiated between those two because that's so important. And eviction has a huge impact on your record, but also an eviction filing, unfortunately, has a huge impact on your record. And that's part of what's happening here as well. So it's really hard to get housing in Dane County. Anybody. You, me, Bianca, we want to get in a new apartment. It's hard. It's competitive. There's not enough housing. It's expensive. Uh, you need co-signers. You have to sometimes pay a lot more rent than you have. And it's rising. It's really challenging. And if someone has an eviction filing, let alone an eviction on their record, when a landlord has multiple people to choose from, they're not going to choose the person that had an eviction on their record. And the problem is, is that so many times these filings, the landlord, the prospective landlord just looks at it and said, you even had an eviction filed against you. That's enough. I don't want to rent you, even though that's not appropriate and you're not allowed to discriminate based on the filing. It doesn't matter. The landlords do. And we have that documented by so many housing case managers, YWCA, The Road Home, so many organizations. Um, I actually had to put together a trial on this because part of the representation that we do through the eviction defense uh, and prevention program, diversion program, is not just representing people to get a good result in the eviction, but afterwards to then also request that the court remove their name from the record so that there's no record of the eviction even being filed against them. You know, we're demonstrating to the court and to the judges the impact that an eviction filing has on people's ability to find housing. It really does have a huge impact. I'm curious about landlords and how they're feeling about your part in the process. 
you know, sometimes when I work with landlords, they appreciate that I'm involved. And there's good and bad people everywhere in the world. That's what I always like to think, right? There's great attorneys. There's challenging attorneys. There's great landlords. There's not great landlords. There's great tenants. There's not great tenants. So this is no exception. Sometimes um, when I work with landlords and very often when I work with um, attorneys that represent landlords, we have a great working relationship where we can say, okay, yes, let's figure this out. Let's solve this problem. Um, I've had great conversations with landlords and with landlord attorneys saying that they want to get this resolved and they want, they support redaction, removing the tenant's name from the court record because they want this tenant to be able to move on, right? If you, if a tenant is living somewhere and their lease is up, but they cannot find new housing, guess what they're going to do? They're going to either become homeless or stay put. Are there squatting laws here? No, there's no squatting laws, but only a court can evict you. So if your lease is technically up on March 31st, on April 1st, you're still there. They have to file an eviction against you. That takes time. That takes money. A landlord cannot change your locks. Landlord cannot remove you. That's sort of a self-help eviction that's illegal. That's so illegal in Wisconsin that you get double damages and you have to pay someone else's attorney's fees if a landlord does that. Landlords are pretty knowledgeable of that and don't do that. But they also don't want to go through that challenge. They want the tenant to move on successfully. So that's where we have good working relationships. Now, of course, there are some landlords that are not easy to work with, not responsive. They try and work around you. They talk directly to the tenant. They try and work out deals. And then when you hear about the deals, you say, when I represent them and the court will never accept it because under the law, you have to work with me. And two, these deals are ridiculous. Deals that bind tenants to do things in the future that are not things they should be bound to. I do sometimes come across landlords that are frustrated that I'm involved and literally saying, no, we won't agree to it and calling their bluff a little bit. We come up with a resolution. I mean, in the end, if landlords want to sort of light the whole thing on fire and say, that's it, we'll go to court, clearly evictions aren't happening. There is resolution that is reached. And I think those numbers are being understood by the landlords as well, hopefully. But it can be challenging sometimes. I am curious, does everyone who needs a lawyer get one right now? In general, yes. Yes. Um, that's my understanding is um, there haven't been a challenge of so many people begging for attorneys that can't get them. I mean, it's also you have the TRC has to connect with people. Sometimes they don't connect. Right. You, they don't have a phone number to reach out to you or an email or you're not responding to some stranger knocking on your door saying, hi, we're here to give you free illegal assistance. And sometimes people may not <laughs> really pick up on that. So there are still many people that aren't being represented. Well, it sounds like we're moving in the right direction. Carousel, thank you so much for giving us the skinny on, on what's happening here to help level the playing field for folks um, facing an eviction notice. It's, this is really huge. It is huge. Thank you so much for talking with me about this, Bianca. It's something that we should all be incredibly proud of having here in Madison and Dane County. 
That's Carousel Baird, attorney for Community Justice, Inc. She's been a civil rights lawyer for over 20 years and previously was a Dane County board member. If you or someone you know are looking for assistance with an eviction, we'll put a link to the Tenant Resource Center in our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Rent isn't the only thing on the rise. Even students are feeling the squeeze. Beginning this fall, tuition, fees, and room and board for the University of Wisconsin system are going to be up by several hundred dollars. The Board of Regents just approved the tuition hike. And if high rents are bringing you down and you could use a good laugh, this Wednesday, April 5th, the yearly event of deciding who's Madison's funniest comic begins. We'll throw a link in our show notes for more details. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your worst or favorite landlord to subscribe to our podcast? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, if anything bothers you today, choose peace. Say to yourself, motion dismissed. Motion to quash.